Welcome to the Sacrifice of Praise, where we discuss hymns, worship, and Christian living. I'm Stephen, and it is my hope that this podcast will help you to offer a more thoughtful, reverent, and heartfelt sacrifice of praise to God. Thanks for joining us. So we're working today on episode two of our hymn devotional series. I'll go ahead and apologize up front for my head cold. That probably sounds a little nasally today, so just bear with me on that. Today we're going to be looking at a hymn called, My God, I Thank You Who Have Made. Uh, it's a little bit of a longer title. Sometimes it's shortened to, My God, I Thank You. And the lyrics are written by Adelaide Proctor in the year 1858. And some of these lyrics have been slightly modified to make them uh, more like we speak in modern English. Uh, the original title was, My God, I Thank Thee Who Hast Made. Uh, the tune is by Matt Harbour. It was written recently in 2011. And this recording that you'll hear in a moment is by Josh McKenzie. Um, This is a hymn of thanksgiving. And what you'll hear is the first two verses, thank God for good and pleasant things, the things we typically thank God for. Uh, Though it thanks God that we find these things even in unexpected places. And the third through fifth verses are more surprising. Uh, They thank God for hard things, for pain. Um, And that those things help us look to him and do not cling so closely to this world. Um, let's listen to the first verse of this song. My God, I thank you who have made the earth so bright, so full of splendor and of joy, beauty and light. So So what I'd like to do is read through the lyrics of the song all together, and then we'll take a closer look at each of the verses. The lyrics read, My God, I thank you, who have made the earth so bright, so full of splendor and of joy, beauty, and light. So many glorious things are here, noble and right. I thank you, too, that you have made joy to abound. So many gentle thoughts and deeds circling us round that in the darkest spot of earth some love is found. I thank you more that all our joy is touched with pain, that shadows fall on brightest hours, that thorns remain, so that earth's bliss may be our guide and not our chain. I thank you, Lord, that you have kept the best in store. We have enough, yet not too much to long for more a yearning for a deeper peace not known before. I thank you, Lord, that here our souls, though amply blessed, can never find, although they seek, a perfect rest, nor ever shall, until they lean on Jesus' breast. It's a beautiful, thought-provoking hymn. Let's look at verse 1 a little closer. It says, My God, I thank you who have made the earth so bright, so full of splendor and of joy, beauty and light, So many glorious things are here, noble and right. The first thing that this hymn acknowledges is that he's the creator of everything that's good and beautiful. I mean, that's how the Bible begins, is this six-day creation sequence and the chorus of each day. And God saw that it was good. And at the end of the sixth day in Genesis 131, 
And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. And so we need to link the good things we see in life back to God. Everything that's beautiful, every source of joy, uh, things that are noble and right, uh, we need to link that back to God because he's the source of all of it. So these are things we often thank God for. He's made the, the earth a beautiful place. The second verse goes on to say, I thank you too that you've made joy to abound. So many gentle thoughts and deeds circling us round, that in the darkest spot of earth, some love is found. It's not just that God made some good things on earth, but he made enough of them. He made, has made them to abound and be all around us to the point that even in the darkest spot that we find ourselves in on earth, there's some love that we can find. And isn't that true? There's always, always something to be thankful for. Um, God has made so much good in the world that even in those most difficult places, we can find signs of his love. Uh, this makes me think a little bit about when you're doing a Bible reading plan and you get through the book of Judges, and then you read the book of Ruth. As <laughs> uh, soon as you finish Judges, you feel like you need to take a bath. It's uh, a hard book, and it just gets worse and worse and darker and darker. And then the book of Ruth says, and it happened in the days of the judges, and you're like, oh boy, here we go again. And yet, the book of Ruth is a beautiful story with some hard things in it, of course. Um, but it's a spot of God's love in a very dark time in Israel's history. And this also makes me think about Philippians 4 and verse 8. Uh, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Uh, there's so many gentle thoughts and deeds circling us around, and we need to set our mind on those things. So then the hymn takes a bit of an unexpected turn in verse 3, where it starts to thank God for something surprising. It says, I thank you more that all our joy is touched with pain, that shadows fall on brightest hours that thorns remain, so that earth's bliss may be our guide and not our chain. And wow, this is such a moving verse. And you might initially think, thankful for what? Like, why would I be thanking God for frustrating hard things? Like, God is the one who uh, gives good, pleasant things. Why is this part of the prayer in this hymn? And when we think about the hard things in our life, we don't want them there. We uh, aren't looking for those things, but they serve such a powerful purpose in this broken world. And this verse calls us to think about the blessing it is that we have those frustrating, hard things continue to happen in this world. Um, I think that this song is a bit of a reflection on Paul's thorn in the flesh it, when it says, I thank you that our joy is touched with pain, that shadows fall on brightest hours, that thorns remain. You'll remember Paul had some hard, frustrating things in, in his life. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, starting in verse 7, he said, So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. 
But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Uh, Paul, though initially he begged God to take the thorn away, God let the thorn remain. And Paul turned in thanksgiving to him then. And it's like, for the sake of Christ, I'm, I'm grateful that things are hard, because then Christ's strength is seen more clearly in me when I'm weak than I'm strong. And so this verse moves us to think about that. And I love the way the last line reads. It says, Lord, thank you that these thorns remain, uh, that shadows fall in brightest hours, so that earth's bliss may be our guide and not our chain. You know, we've just sung about all the good things God has done, that the bliss of earth, and that can be one of two things to us. The bliss can either be a guide to us, or it can be a chain. If it's a guide, the gifts point us to the giver. We enjoy the good things of this life, but we don't hold on too tightly because they're just reminders of God himself, who's the greatest gift. Or they can become our chain. If we cling too tightly to the things of this world, it can keep us from God. It can be a distraction to the point of our spiritual destruction. Jesus talked about that in the thorny ground, that uh, we're drawn away by cares of the world. Um, It can choke us and keep us from bringing fruit to maturity. So the writer continues to reflect on these things in the fourth and fifth verses. Verse 4 says, I thank you, Lord, that you have kept the best in store. We have enough, yet not too much, to long for more, a yearning for a deeper peace not known before. You know, God isn't just trying to make us miserable. Um, He gives us what we need. Uh, He takes care of our our needs. Um, But he's done it in such a way that we never are completely satisfied. You know, this makes me think so much about the book of Ecclesiastes, that, uh, you know, the, van- the vanity of, of life uh, under the sun, and that we just can't, no matter how much we get, we've got enough, but it never satisfies us. Ecclesiastes 3.11 mentions specifically, he's put eternity into man's heart, so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. There is this deep longing in every human for something more. Um, Jesus would say in John 14.27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You know, the world offers a type of peace, but not like this peace. Um, So there's this yearning for a deeper peace not known before. And only Jesus can give that to us. Which leads us to verse 5, the final verse, where it says, I thank you, Lord, that here are souls no amply blessed can never find, although they seek a perfect rest, nor ever shall, until they lean on Jesus' breast. And so this last verse is really an invitation to come to Jesus. Uh, We're never going to find a perfect rest here. We can seek for it all we want, but until we rest in Jesus, we're not going to find it. It reminds me of the invitation, kind of the messianic invitation in Isaiah 55, 1 and 2. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy and eat. 
come by wine and milk without money and without price? And then it asks a thought-provoking question. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligent to me, listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. And this is so parallel to the invitation of Jesus, isn't it? In Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Truly, we're never going to find a perfect rest until we lean on Jesus' breast. Uh, we're so blessed, uh, but let's not let those gifts cause us to forget the giver. Uh, thank you, Lord, that all our joy is touched with pain, and that, as Augustine put it, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it rests in you. My God, I thank you who have made the earth so bright, so full of splendor and of joy, beauty and light, so many glorious things are here, noble and bright. I thank you, too, that you have made joy to abound, so many gentle thoughts and deeds circling us round, that in the darkest spot of earth some love is found. I thank you more that all our joy is touched with pain, that shadows fall on brightest hours, that thorns remain, so that earth's bliss may be our guide and not our chain. I thank you, Lord, that you have kept the best in store. We have enough, yet not too much to long for more. Hear our souls, though amply blessed, can never find, although they seek a perfect rest, nor ever shall until they lean on Jesus' breast. 
Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. Special thanks to Josh McKenzie uh, for doing the recording that you just heard. I'll put uh, more information about where you can find his resources in the show notes. All the scripture quotations from today are from the English Standard Version. Um, this hymn today appears in the hymnal Psalms, Hymns, and Spiritual Songs, and I'll put more information about that again in the show notes. Uh, for more resources, check out the sacrifice and praise.com.